so delighted to be able to greet you again today and um, I would have preferred to do this in person and as elders we would prefer to be with you and, and connect with you but we are praying for you and trusting that the gracious hand of God will remain upon your life. We want to encourage you to stay connected to, to the church, to one another and uh, if there's anything that we can help with please let us know through the various channels that are available. But our prayer today is, is as we carry on sharing um, from God's word, that you will be encouraged. We, we spoke about being God, putting God first last week. We started on just what it means to, or what it looks like to put God first. And, and so today I want to I carry on with that and, and practically look at how do we do this? How do we actually put God first in our life? And it's challenging. I admit, in my own life, I, I'm, I'm challenged with this, and, and it's not simple, and it's not easy. But as people of God, we want to grow in, in our submission to Him, and uh, in, in following Him. And so I pray this morning, and whenever you're watching it, in the afternoon or evening, that God will speak to you. So I want to share with you just six areas of how we can put God first. And the first area is we, we've got to look at Jesus. Jesus did this amazing thing. He came to do the will of his Father. And so in John 5, verse 30, is one of those areas amongst many others where he says the following. He says, I can do nothing of my own. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just. Because I seek, listen to this, not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And there can be no clearer indication that Jesus put God first. Even though he's God and Jesus is God and God is Jesus, he, Jesus understood that the will of the Father, part of the triune God, was to, to let him, as Jesus come, to let his life be counted as, as a ransom for many. And so Jesus said, I'll do that. I'll choose my Father's will. Right up till the end, Luke 22 verse 42, Jesus is about to, to die and he says, not my will be done, but yours. So in that moment where he could possibly change everything, Jesus said, I will not clash with the Father's will. I will submit to the Father's will. And this is a particular area in my life where I see a lot of collision taking place. My will, the Father's will. It's like, man, I, I want to do my thing. And, and God says, the best for you is to submit, submit yourself to my will. And, and I don't know about you, but... This is a particular area where I have to often realize that it's better, wiser. I'll be better off if I choose His will instead of my own. The second area that I want to encourage you to put God first through is to look at your heart. Look deep down inside. Don't just look at the face and look at the actions. But won't you look deep into your heart. Jesus said this to a man who asked him, what's the greatest thing that we could ever do? And Jesus said, you're going to love me with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your flesh. And he really dig down, dug deep into our hearts and said, the best thing that you can do is let your heart be in submission to me. Let your heart love me with everything that you have. And so our hearts are, are, the, are the pivotal point and area of our lives that, that determines from, yeah, we can determine whether God is first or not. 
I can do a lot of things and pretend that God is first. But if my heart is not in submission to him, I know it's not real. The Israelites were challenged with this. In, in Exodus 20, when, when God gave them the Ten Commandments through Moses, one of the areas where God said, I don't want you to consider any other thing first, but my will is when God said to them, do not have any idols in your life. There will be many idols in the world around you. But he says, you prefer me. Put me first. Because the idols and your submission to them and your, and your following of them and your worship of them will indicate that I'm not first. And so we live in a world where there are many idols. And we are challenged to say, God, I want to put you first by resisting the, the worship of other things and worship you first. The third area that I want to encourage you to put God first in is to look at your day. <laughs> Not whether it's Sunday or Monday or Tuesday. I want to, I want to encourage you because Jesus did this practical thing. Often he would, he would set aside time to be with his father and he would go and pray and he, and he would go be on his own to seek the father's will. And our day is so full with stuff and activity and things that, that so often this activity or this practice or this, this, this discipline of putting time aside and just coming away and being with God is, is lost because of the busyness of life. And we often speak about this and we will continue to do so. Just a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about Matthew 6, the, the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. And before that portion in Matthew 6, verse 6, he says, Go into your room, close the door behind you, and pray. Which really indicates a discipline to come aside, to be alongside with Jesus, to be alone with Him. We can hear His heart, we can, we can share our hearts, but we can mostly listen to Him. And we listen often through the Word. And so I want to encourage you, our greatest, our greatest friendship on earth is a friendship with God. And it's wonderful to have friendships with people. And by the way, when we do have a friendship with them, we do spend time with them, isn't it? And our greatest friendship with God requires one of the greatest disciplines we need to have. And that is setting aside time with God. Because if we take that away, we all our lives will crumble. Time with God and, and in His Word and is, is not supposed to be a ritual or a chore. It is such a privilege because it's time with him and time in his word that help us to see who God is, that help us to see who, who we are and, and, and how God has put us together and how much he loves us. It, it helps us to see who should be first in our lives. It helps us to see what values I should live with and, and, and what kind of attitudes I should have and, and, and how I should relate to people and how I should treat people and how I should forgive people and how I should serve people. It comes from looking at my day. And it's in that that I put God first. The fourth area, the fifth, fourth thing we can do to um, put God first is to, is to look at our plans. <laughs> and really just seriously ask the question, do I consult God when I make plans, when I plan for my future, when I plan my life and when I... Think about the dreams I have and, and, and consider the life that I want to live. Do I involve God in that or is it merely just my plans and my thoughts that I pursue? Proverbs, Solomon gives us this beautiful um, perspective of how we should live and how we should involve God in, in this kind of a um, mindset. 
He says in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Again, it digs down dig into the very heart issue. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. In other words, paraphrasing into our context for today, it's in all your ways, put Him first. Acknowledge Him and He will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes, He says. Fear the Lord and, and turn away from evil and it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. So something happens deep within if we say, I choose your way. I choose your plans. I put you first, God, by looking at how I plan my life and how I should involve you in that. The fourth, or the fifth area, fifth thing we, we ought to do and encourage them for you today is, is to look at your fellowship. <laughs> and what I mean by this is Jesus commands us very clearly that we ought to love him. But then he also says we've got to love people. <laughs> that very verse in Matthew 22, it says, love God, love people as you love yourself. The people aspect is, is the bride, it's, is the church, is the people that we have around us that we engage with to help us in our walk with God. And so what we ought to do is, is understand that there's a calling for us that we need to put God first by how we also relate to others. And the fellowship that we have with others is an indication, brothers and sisters, of how much we love God. There's a danger at this time and in the season that we're in, in the world with this pandemic, to say we love God, but we disconnect ourselves from people. And we justify it with the sickness and all the rest. The reality is, we need people, they need us. And I'm challenged to, to particularly still remain connected to people. And I trust God for His protection upon me. You know, we won't be unwise and all the stuff that we need to keep. But relationally, we need to understand that we need to reach out to one another. We need people to be able to reach into our lives. There's this wonderful verse in the book of Hebrews that I think at this time it's becoming more and more real to us where it says in Hebrews chapter 10, and I want to read this to you and, and just encourage us from this. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 24 says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. We can't just do that by virtue of WhatsApp and, and Facebook. We're going to do that face to face. It says, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Fellowship means being together. Fellowship means that I choose God's will by saying, God, it's important for me to be connected to other people because I need them and they need me. And I will not allow the fear of a sickness to keep me from other people from my brothers and my sisters. And I'm not talking about meetings, because at the moment we can't even meet. I'm talking about real, meaningful relationships. And within King City Church, we encourage you, obviously through Sundays, but through connecting with one another in small groups too. And so please, if you're not connected, contact the church office. Contact us. Let us help you. Let us help you to put God first by making time for fellowship. The last area that I believe we can put God first through is to look at our resources. We look at God, 
and how Jesus submits to God. We look at him, we look at our hearts, we look at our plans, we look at our, our day and how we fit God into that and how we make time for him. We look at our fellowship with one another. And then sixthly, we look at our resources. Putting God first means using my resources to build his kingdom. And I'm talking about all our resources, not just your money. So don't just grab all of your bond notes now. They're not worth much in any way. <laughs> but I'm talking about the resources that you have that can make a difference in the lives of others. Obviously involves your money. Obviously involves understanding this wonderful principle that we sow into God's kingdom. We give into the life of the church. We give into the life of what God has called us as King City Church to do. One of the most beautiful expressions of God being on the throne of our lives is our attitude to not worship our resources, to not worship money and to hold on to it for all life's worth. But to say, God, what I have, I need to use to feed the people in my life and need to use to do the things that I, but I'm also going to use it to, to sow into other, uh, other situations, to sow into the life of the church, to sow into other people's lives. Jesus taught us these principles and Paul reiterated that it's more blessed to give than to receive. And may we as a church live with that attitude. That very proverb in Proverbs 3 that we just read about in terms of making God's plans, our plans, and consulting Him. It says further in verse 9, Proverbs 3 again, it says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce, that your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. <laughs> when God takes first priority in our lives, it means that our funds are His and we are obedient to release to Him what belongs to Him. We don't hold on to it and we say, oh, this is more important than anything else. When God's first, my hand is open. My hand is open to give. And I need to keep what I need to have so that I can live and feed and provide. But I need to also have an open hand. Say, God, you are first. These things, they're not my idols. My God, you are the one that I worship. And I even worship you through the resources that I have. So invest your funds, invest your time, invest your skills in the lives of other people and be a blessing that way. So I encourage you as I close, putting God first requires action and not just an admittance that he is first. It's one thing to say God is first in my life. It's another thing to put that into action. And, and may I encourage you through this Simple method and, and, and um, way, medium. So look at where you are in terms of those six areas. Look at how Jesus put God first. Look deep into your heart to see if God is first. Look deep into your day and see if God is first in the way that you manage your day. Look deep into the way that you plan your life and see if God is first there. Look deep into the fellowship that you have or maybe don't have with other people believers and see if God is first there and then lastly look deep into your pocket and see if God is first there is he the one that you worship through your funds or is it the funds that you worship instead of God my prayer is that God will help us to put him first in these particular areas let me pray
God, my simple prayer today is, help us to put you first. Through these simple examples that we've used, Lord God, help us to put you first. Help us not just to say it with our mouths, but help us to, Lord God, live it in a practical way, the way that we express our lives and live our lives every single day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Love you so much. Hope to see you soon.